0: Sukkot it comes to us right on the heels of Yom Kippur, and it's our Festival of Gratitude. I could imagine for some of you, for some of us, feelings of gratitude could be a little hard to come by right now. Last Thanksgiving, I gave a sermon and I shared a teaching of UC Davis Professor Robert Emmons, who is a leading expert on gratitude. And it feels important to remind you of that today. He writes that gratitude has two primary features. First, it's an affirmation of goodness. Something is good. But secondly, we recognize that the source of that goodness is outside of ourselves. So with that understanding of gratitude in mind, I want to put it into the center of our Sukkot Festival because I think we need it right now. And so I have created a list of 10 things that I will propose to you as one of your rabbis that I think are worthy of gratitude in this strange moment and are perhaps an antidote to much of what's going on around us. So in no particular order, here is my top 10 things to be grateful for right now. Number one is our healthcare workers in San Francisco. Yesterday, I and and other clergy from Manual joined a Zoom call with our public health officer and 150 San Francisco faith leaders to discuss COVID regulations. I left that call with a lot of things, a lot of feelings, but one of them was immense gratitude for our city's response. We continue to live in one of the lowest infection rate cities of large cities in the country. And part of that is because we are blessed with thoughtful, data-driven public health leaders and frontline health workers who continue to work so hard. So thank you. Number two, you, our congregation, for your support over the High Holy Days. We received countless messages from so many of you expressing your appreciation and pride in our streaming services. We worked so hard And it was amazing to hear back from you. We are so grateful for your appreciation, for your participation. It meant so much that we could still come together in that way and have a sacred High Holy Day season. Number three, the thousands and thousands of Americans working to ensure that everyone gets to vote right now. I don't know about you, but I am being inundated with emails and text messages about voting Kathy in Texas, Omar in Idaho, Chelsea in Nevada, they all seem to have gotten my phone number. And I have helped inundate other people with messages about voting myself. For a moment, I might feel a little annoyed with all the texts and emails, but I try to take a step back and have gratitude for their work. I've actually even started to text back, thank you, thank you for helping keep our democracy alive. So let's try to be in a place of gratitude for all those Americans sitting at kitchen tables or makeshift home offices, writing letters, texting, and calling to help make sure our vote happens. And make sure you vote. Number four, technology. There is a good deal to be concerned about regarding the ways in which tech has integrated our lives, integrated into our lives, and a lot of ink has been spilled on the subject. But one thing that's become clear during the pandemic is that technology also is such a blessing. It's helped grandparents talk to grandkids, rabbis to congregants, and much of that technology was made right here. So there's a long road ahead to figure out a healthy relationship with it, but it's hard to remember sometimes to have gratitude for our ability to to connect in these new ways. Number five, the creation of new life. Over the past six months, we have welcomed many new babies into our community. Some of you may know that Fran and I are expecting our first child. If not, surprise, and here's my way of telling you. Let me tell you, I imagined a lot of things about what becoming a parent might be like. I never imagined doing so in the middle of a pandemic and political crisis. A friend recently said to me that having a child is a great act of hope. I think she's right. I offer my gratitude to all those who have faith and hope in the future and who express it in this way. Number six, our firefighters. I don't know how they do this dangerous and brave work, but we offer gratitude for their courage and sacrifice. The sukkah is a temporary shelter. It is not strong, not good at keeping out the elements. We pray for rain and we pray for leadership all over our world that can help us all in our Bay Area stay in our homes and not feel like we're just in a temporary sukkah. It reminds us of how precious a home is, that fragile sukkah. We also pray for leadership all over the world to act quickly to end the climate crisis. Number seven, essential workers. Those of you who work in grocery store checkout lines, security desks, food delivery, childcare, and many other essential services, often without adequate personal protection. We offer gratitude, and I know that gratitude's not enough, that you deserve more protection and more pay. Thank you for helping us all survive this time. Number eight, our beautiful city. If I had to pick anywhere in the world to ride out the pandemic, San Francisco would be top of my list. On Yom Kippur afternoon in between services, Rabbi Bauer and I actually took a walk to the Presidio and he showed me these two benches down a little path that I had never noticed. Those benches face one of the most beautiful views of the Golden Gate I've ever seen. Watching the fog roll in over the bridge and save us from that day's heat wave was a beautiful reminder of just how lucky we are. Number nine, our B'nai Mitzvah students. We have amazing sixth and seventh graders. Over and over again, I've watched our students step up and rise to the occasion for bat and bar mitzvah ceremonies that are so different than they ever imagined. This has really shown us that it's not about the party. Our kids keep coming. They are not just doing it for the party and it's a beautiful thing. They are chanting Torah, teaching Torah, and doing so beautifully. And number 10, the 10th thing that I am feeling so grateful about on this Sukkot is Judaism. The wisdom of our tradition has never been more clear to me during this time. In a time that continues to feel disordered, Judaism continues to offer sacred structure for our lives. Brilliantly, the rabbis of old created a tradition that did not fall apart when the temple was destroyed which means that we have a Judaism that remains vital and present with us, even when we can't leave our own homes. So on this Sukkot, I invite you to consider what you are grateful for, not as a way of ignoring other things in the world, but to center ourselves in what this ancient time, this ancient season of joy actually requires of us, that we take a pause, sit with loved ones, and offer thanks. Shabbat Shalom.